Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina, and I want to talk to you today about a message that God really transformed my heart several years ago. And when this started to be a transformation, it really began to shake my theology, began to shake my idea, my concept. And as you know, and as you've heard, and you've seen me over the last 10 years, you know that God is doing something marvelous in the body of Christ and also in me and you around the world understanding grace. Now, grace in the Greek means divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life of unmerited favor. Grace indicates favor on the part of the giver, thanks on the part of the receiver, God's riches at Christ's expense. Now, when I read that, man, it lit me up because it's God's riches at Christ's expense. Christ paid the price for what I could not pay, and He freed me that I have His unmerited favor all the time in my life, not based upon me doing right and wrong, but me based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, when I begin to think about that, I I went to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. And this is where God began to change me into the arena of understanding the fullness of what God was trying to show me. Even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Now, the Greek word here for save comes from a Greek word means sozo. The word is in the present tense. Now, stay with me. It means that the action of the verb occurred in the past and the results linger in the present. Paul is saying that our salvation was accomplished in the past and we now exist as saved in the past present. And you say, well, pastor, wait a minute now. Are you saying that we were saved in the past and now it's brought into the future? Well, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Now in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 in the works Bible, which brings everything that I've just said, because if you study the Greek words that are in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, you're going to see the word is in the present tense, which means It was the action of the verb occurred in the past and then it results and lingers in the present. So we see in the words uh, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 it says this, By grace have you been saved completely in past time with the present result that you are in a state of salvation which persists through the present time. Man, that just lit me up when I began to see and understand that when I was yet lost, Jesus had me. When I yet didn't even understand that that guy on the street, and then Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. When I began to read that, I was chosen before the foundation of the world. So I was his favorite before the foundation of the world. And I began to understand. You say, well, pastor, what do you mean by that? The word chosen or chosen generation is the word favorite. You were his favorite. He picked you out and called you before the foundation of the world and had called you out of darkness. And you're saying, pastor, are you trying to tell me today that everybody in the world, he's forgiven given us of all of our sins. I absolutely am telling you that he's forgiven everybody of their sins. All they have to do is acknowledge that he's done that. In the sight of God, your sins are forgiven. You just have to come to the acknowledgement that your sins have been forgiven. And once you do, that's why your salvation lingered in the past and it persists through the, through the present time. That's the marvelous message because the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Your name was written in the lamb's book of life before 
before the foundation of the world and you and I were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 says, which he made us accepted in the beloved. When did he do all this? He did all this before the foundation of the world. Man, that is great revelation to me that you are chosen for a specific purpose. You may be struggling today. You may be going through some of the darkest battles of your life, but I want to tell you today that God got a plan for you and God loves you and he's got a special place for you and a specific calling for you and he's got his hands on you. You say, well, pastor, do you believe that everybody's got an ordained purpose. Absolutely. The steps of a righteous man has been ordered by the Lord, and he is the one declares us righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21 Him who knew no sin became sin, that you and I might become the righteousness of God. Now, Pastor, what does righteous mean? It means the ability to stand in the presence of the Father or in the presence of the devil without any condemnation, guilt, or inferiority. It put us in right standings with God. What Adam lost in the garden, Jesus restored in the last Adam. What a marvelous thing today to know that you and I are, can stand in the presence of God and He's not angry with us. He's not mad with us. He's not upset with us. That we stand before Him holy and without blame and without spot and without wrinkle because of the blood of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing that is today. Now that's not what we taught in a lot of churches today. It is not what we've heard and we've been brainwashed into believing that there's only one way. Now I do not want to get off balance and say that you know there's any other the way through except Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to the Father except through me. But I don't think we have to do it through the religious system of the church and lose sight of the perception of who God is. We can have an intimate relationship. He's forgiven us. I'd be walking down the street one day and all of a sudden, he begins. I begin to cover reality that I'm forgiven and immediately I'm changed and transformed by the wonderful power and the beauty of God's marvelous grace. That's understanding grace.